All right, I'm warning you, this episode might sound a little bit ranty, but it's just because I'm really passionate about my job and my work and helping shop owners. So forgive me if it does sound a little ranty, but today I'm going to talk about the mistakes that are holding shop owners back from reaching the next level in their business. I get emails and DMs and coaching clients who come to me because they aren't really getting results on their website and they're really frustrated. I would be too. Sometimes I've had past clients who are just sure that something is broken on their website because it's not getting as many sales as they think it should. And so we're going to talk about some of those mistakes that people are making that maybe don't have anything to do with their website. And sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't, (laughs) but we're going to talk about them. Welcome to the Product Powerhouse Podcast, where we talk about what it's like to run a product-based business. We'll be sharing specific actionable tips for your online store, chatting with other shop owners to go behind the scenes of their successful product-based businesses, and having a blast talking shop. I'm your host, Erin Alexander. I'm the founder of Alexander Design Company, a web design and marketing agency for e-commerce businesses. We work with incredible entrepreneurs to create an unforgettable online presence for their shop. Now grab a nice coffee and let's chat. If you're new here, I'm Erin, the owner of Product Powerhouse. We're a design agency for product-based businesses. We help shop owners grow their e-commerce business and increase visibility, make more money, all while using Shopify. So we are Shopify designers. And these mistakes that I see aren't really specific to Shopify, but they're more to the industry as a whole, except the first one is a little more specific to Shopify. Okay, so the first mistake I see people using that just makes me cringe is using the default free theme from Shopify. I'm telling you, nothing screams, I don't know what the heck I'm doing more than when I see a Shopify site using the same boring default theme. To me, this shows me that you aren't really serious about your business enough to put in some work, a little bit of money to get a really good theme. It's like when you move into a new house and never unpack the boxes and yet you're complaining that it just doesn't feel like home. That free theme from Shopify is just boxing you into a website that is super limited in terms of the design and the functionality. In fact, I just had a coaching call with a client who was using a massive list of paid apps to get more design options on her free theme. But if she would just pay for a premium theme, those features would have been built in. All of those extra apps you're installing to make your website do the things you want it to do are slowing down your website and they cost you more in the long run. And because they're all different, your website ends up inevitably looking like a hodgepodge mismatch pile of crap. That's maybe a little too harsh. I didn't mean it to be harsh. (laughs) I really think you should pony up the money for a premium theme. Most themes in the Shopify store are between $140 and $200. My favorite theme is the impulse theme. It's beautiful. It's robust. It has a lot of flexibility in the design and functions. And if that is completely out of your budget right now, then I would say focus on getting the sales until you can afford it. So using that free theme for a month or two is fine, but you should be investing a little bit of money to make your storefront work and look better. 
I mean, you are obviously spending money to create your products, right? So it's the same thing with your website. Also, I can totally relate to not having any money to invest up front. So don't get me wrong there. I didn't take out loans or have any seed money when I started. So I only bought things as I went. I completely understand being on a budget, but you have to realize that you have to make your store look like a professional store. The next mistake I see on most store websites is that they are offering way too many product options. I would venture to say that most shop owners have about twice as many products as they should have. Most shop owners think that if they aren't making sales on their current product line, then they should just create new products and that's what will get people to buy. And that's not how it works. It is way easier to sell 10 products than it is to sell 100 products. Not to mention that too many options overwhelm your potential customers and they end up leaving because there's too many decisions, so they end up making no decisions. There have been studies done about this. When you have too many products, it's really hard for people to find what they actually need. It's hard to narrow down your message when you're talking to your customers. Everything is harder when you have too many products. So I want you to keep in mind, you also have to manage all of those product listings. So you're going to need photos and descriptions for hundreds of products. And that is a lot of work, my friend. I highly recommend you call your product offerings. Archive products that haven't been selling well. That doesn't mean you can't bring them back when the time is right. But for now, the best thing to do is simplify your product lineup so that you can focus on what is selling and what you want to sell and not have the other stuff up there distracting you. Which leads me to my next mistake I see, and that is poorly constructed product listings. For most stores, organic traffic comes to your site through product listings. So that means that customers are searching for your products on Google. Maybe they clicked on a pin from Pinterest, or they clicked through from your Instagram post where you tagged your products. That will lead them to a product listing. And if your product listing sucks, then the potential customer will hit that back button faster than my kids say no to every dinner I make them. So product listings consist of two main things, great photos and killer descriptions. Product photos need to be brightly lit, crisp, and clear. They need to show off the product, the labeling, the scale of the product, the texture, how it looks on a person if it's something you wear. Product photos should make your customer feel confident they know exactly what they are buying. Product descriptions should highlight the benefits of your product. And you can also solve a problem depending on your type of product. So you need to include the details like materials it's made out of, sizes, dimensions, care instructions if necessary. Anything like that should be on your product descriptions. And this is particularly true if you find it easy to sell your products in person but struggle to get online sales, this shows me that your product listings just aren't conveying how great your product is. Imagine you had a storefront. You wouldn't just throw your stuff on the shelves. No, you would style them nicely. You would make it look cute. It's the same thing. The product listing on your website is your product sitting on display for your customers. You need to put in the work to display that product well. Most people rush through this part of the process, especially when your product is handmade, because it's not the fun part, and I totally get it. But this is the part that sells your product online. So if you want 
So you have to spend more time creating those product listings. Look at examples from stores you like. Take a product photography class on Skillshare. There are some really amazing classes on Skillshare, and I'm working on a blog post that you guys are going to love with some posts, uh, some links to the favorite classes I've taken on Skillshare. So spend some time leveling up your listings. Okay, the next mistake is poor messaging. I guess it's kind of similar to product listings, but a little different. Uh, What I see is messaging that doesn't really convey what your business is about, who it's for, why anyone would care. That will be missing. Or there'll be like no messaging whatsoever. And it's a huge problem for shop owners. Sometimes there will be absolutely no copy or wording on a website. And other times, it's just that they have trouble with those words. And I get it. Words are hard. This is why I'm podcasting, because talking is easy and writing is hard. I totally understand. However, if you can't convey to your customers those three things, what your business is about, who the products are for, and why they want them or why they should even care, you're not going to get any sales. Most people and enough people to grow your business aren't going to buy just because they think you're cool. So you have to be able to give them the reasons that they need to buy through the copy on your website. The next mistake I see as a designer drives me crazy. (laughs) And there's no consistency anywhere on your website. Again, way too many websites are just a hodgepodge of crap. I guess that's the phrase of the day. I'm sorry if it sounds like tough love. I will get requests for site audits and there'll be like 20 different types of product photos, 45 shades of the same color, 20 different fonts. None of the photos are the same size. It drives me crazy. I could rant about this forever. There has to be consistency in all of those things. You should have an outline for your branding. That's what we in the industry call a brand guide. And it tells you exactly what fonts, hex codes, sizing. It tells you all of that. You can work with a brand designer to get that if you don't have it. If that's out of your budget, you can buy templates for these things on Creative Market. All of your photos should be the same size and same shape. All of your product images should look the same. So you should have a background that you use often. Your photos should seem like they have a style to them. And a lot of times I'll just see like every picture has a different style and different coloring. Your photos should even go as far as to have the same underlying tone so that the white looks the same across the board. White on one product looks the same as all the other whites. This is a big problem I see. Set up some rules for how your brand will be portrayed visually so that you can be consistent. This makes your website seem more professional and more trustworthy, which is a huge factor when people are buying and spending their hard-earned dollars with you. My next two really don't have anything to do with your website. I know we've been talking about a website a lot. But the next thing is to stop spending all of your time fixing your website. This is a big pet peeve of mine. Everyone always thinks there's a problem with their website. And yes, some websites do have problems. But usually what is going on is you're not getting sales because you're not marketing your business enough. I don't like to say this, but people buy things from ugly websites all the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> they do. I've bought stuff from ugly websites. I hate doing it, but they do. The reason people aren't buying is because they're not even seeing your products. I will also have coaching clients who install like apps like Lucky Orange or Sumo to sit there and stare at every move random website visitors are making on their website, and it's such a waste of time. That kind of data is useful for strategists. But what I see my clients doing and my coaching students doing is watching those recordings like there's some secret that they're missing. And if they could just find that one secret, they would be magically more successful when what they really need to be doing is getting in front of more people. Stop hiding behind your website. Stop hiding behind trying to pick the perfect color scheme and the perfect fonts and work on growing your visibility. P.S. The fastest way to do that is by collaborating with other business owners. So get yourself active in some community of business owners, start engaging with others on Instagram, join some memberships so that you can be a part of really strong communities of entrepreneurs and people who are looking for your types of products. Stop trying to fix your website all the time. Finish it be done and don't touch it again for a year or six months until you need to add new products. Okay. (laughs) All right. The last one I have for you is that you're trying to do everything yourself. I had to put this on my list of mistakes because I see it far too often. Shop owners and makers think or they try to do everything themselves instead of hiring someone else. I completely respect scrappy business owners. Like I said, I didn't hire people in my business until I was making the money to afford them. But there is so much power in delegating in your business. So there's a few different scenarios here. Sometimes you should hire out tasks in your business simply because it's not a skill of yours, or it will take you twice as long to do the thing than it would be to hire someone. This is why I have a podcast editor I am capable of editing. It takes me a long time. It's much more efficient for me to hire it out. Think of this like painting the outside of your house. You are probably capable. It's going to be difficult. You're going to have to watch some tutorials. Maybe you need to buy some new tools, right? There's even a house on my street that the people started painting but never finished painting the top half. And I assume that's because they didn't have a ladder when it would have been done in like a week if they had just hired someone else, right? Sometimes you need to hire simply because it frees up your time to do more important things in your business. If you are the only one who can create your product because you, you know, have this special technique you've developed, then you need to be spending your time creating the products. You don't need to be spending your time writing blog posts. You could hire someone else out to do that. You could hire someone to manage your Instagram account. You don't have to do it all yourself. You should be doing the things that are more important. Also, at some point, you will reach a capacity, and the only way to grow your business is to hire someone to help you get more done. When you stop trying to do everything in your business, you are able to embrace the power of being the boss of the company. Some people call this being the CEO or the visionary. There is just so much power in taking control of what you do. And then you can let the people who are experts at what they do best handle their jobs while you do what you do best or what you enjoy the most. 
A really easy example is web design. I can build a website in three weeks and I will talk to customers or coaching clients who started their website six months ago and it's still not ready. And it's because they're pulled in so many directions. It's not a skill they have. So they spend half their time on YouTube trying to figure out what JavaScript means. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. So do yourself a favor and delegate some tasks in your business. Okay, those are the big mistakes I had on my list. I'm sure there are others, but these are the ones that I think are holding shop owners back from seeing that success that they are ready for. These are the kinds of things that we talk about in my community, Product Powerhouse, the club. It's a membership community. It's full of shop owners, and we're just all about specific actionable tasks that are going to help take your business to the next level. So if you are looking for that community of shop owners who are going to understand what you're going through, help you work through your sticking points, move to the next level in your business, I'd love for you to join us. You can find the information at productpowerhouse.co slash club. Building visibility for an online store is a full-time job on its own. Big name stores have entire marketing departments for this exact reason but you don't need a full team to see big results. What you need right now are simple and quick ways to give your store a visibility boost without adding more to your mile long to-do list. That's exactly why we created the free five ways to boost your shop SEO PDF so that online shop owners just like you can improve visibility and get more eyes on your shop without any additional stress. These five tasks will give your store a juicy SEO boost to help you show up for the people who are already looking for you without touching any code or having a background in search engine optimization. Head over to productpowerhousepodcast.com to grab your free copy and give your shop the visibility boost it needs today. Thank you for listening to the Product Powerhouse Podcast. If you're ready to dig a little deeper into this episode, come join us in the Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. It's the best place to go to find the perfect partner for your next collaboration, get additional support and trainings, and just hang out with other shop owners. You can be a part of our circle by visiting alexanderdesignco.com community or search for Product Powerhouse community on Facebook. And if you really loved this episode, open up your podcast app and leave a rating and review. Each review makes it that much easier for other shop owners to find us and get in on this action.